Welcome to another episode of the Feral Human Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Smith. And today is the new moon. It's a new moon in Aries for all my astrologers out there. It's a good time for starting new projects, getting new things going, building new relationships, new energy. That's what new moon's for. Anywho, today I want to talk a little bit about money. It's hard to have a healthy relationship with money if you don't spend a little time thinking about money. And today, what I specifically want to talk about having to do with money is the hourly wage. Working, basically, in a nutshell, you're selling your time for money. That's right, you are not selling your work if you're getting paid hourly, you are selling your time. It's probably the most common way that people get paid these days. Some people are on salary where you just get a set amount of money regardless of the number of hours you work. And some people are on commission where they get paid based on how much revenue they generate. But the bulk of people have a job where they go for eight hours a day, 40 hours a week, and they receive payment for those hours. Now, why this is an important distinction in that you were getting paid for your time rather than you were getting paid for, well, your labor, is because regardless of how much you produce, provided it's enough to keep you from losing your job, that's what you get paid. If you produce twice as much as the person sitting in the chair next to you, you get the same amount of pay. If you produce half as much, you get the same amount of pay. As an example, um, I worked for a utility company for a long time, and our hourly rate was fixed. It was based on how long you'd been there. Um, so if you'd been there longer, you might have a, you'd have a slightly higher rate. But you know, at 10 years with the company, I was only making maybe $2 an hour than the guy who just walked in off the street. It was all fixed based on union contracts. <clears throat> and relative to that, there were other areas where there were less work and we were basically making the same amount of money as places that were doing significantly less work. So that pay was based on the number of hours we went to work, not the amount of work we got done. You can get into overtime and double time and stuff like that depending on days of the week you work or how many hours a week you work, but you're still selling your time. You're not selling your labor. And this is a product of the industrial industrial revolution, really. Prior to the industrial re revolution, people got paid, but they didn't get paid so much by the hour. You would get paid by the job or you would get paid you know, by the month. If you were a soldier, that was usually how the pay was. You just got a set salary. They do believe that salary comes from the word salis in Latin, which means salt, because soldiers were issued a portion of salt for, it's, it's unsure if they were issued salt or if they were issued money to buy salt, but salt was an important part of food preservation. So if you were a soldier, you needed salt to make sure that you could eat. And that's where they believe salary comes from, the Latin word salis, which means salt. Anywho, slight digression. But... You know, for example, in the American West, cowboys would stay on for a season. They would drive the cattle. They'd get paid at the end of the drive when the cattle were sold. If you were a farmer, you got paid at the harvest. You got paid in food. And then you could either keep that food, barter that food, or exchange that food for money. <clears throat> and that's really what money is, is it's an equalizer of value. You, you can exchange money with anybody for anything. If you're a pig farmer and you want, say you want a new truck, but the person who makes trucks doesn't need a pig, well now you have nothing to give the guy who makes trucks 
in exchange because he doesn't want your pigs. So money allows to, you to exchange things equally even if you don't have something worth bartering within the negotiation. So that's what money is. It's just an exchange of value. It's, an, it's a bank of energy, a bank of value. Humans have been exchanging things for a very, very long time, you know, way, way before there was a thing called civilization. Humans were exchanging items. When civilization started was really when trade picked up and you needed a way to make trades that were more universal than just simply bartering, bartering items. And that's where money comes into play. So prior to the Industrial Revolution, money was used as a way to exchange value and you were, if you were a cobbler, you got paid when you sold the shoe. If you were a blacksmith, you got paid when you sold the tool. So there was a very clear um, product that you were selling. And so it was very hands-on. It was very tangible. Money was tangible. And it was easy to see the exchange of currency for labor. Now, with direct deposits, electronic payment methods, it's very difficult to have a tangible relationship with money because so much of money is intangible. You swipe a little piece of plastic to pay for things. Money magically shows up in your bank account. You don't quote unquote have to do anything for that money. Not that you're not going to work, but it's not like you have to sell a pair of pants to someone. You don't have to make the pair of pants and then sell it. You know, that's not how things work as much as they used to throughout human history. And the reason for this is because of, again, as I said before, the Industrial Revolution. So what changed the way things were done by, the, how the Industrial Revolution changed the way things were done was standardization. People went from doing um, jobs that produce things and have a timeline and required skilled craft to working in factories on assembly lines. Assembly lines standardized everything. I mean, you would, Henry Ford created the, um, the assembly line and it allowed the average American to own a car. So in that way, it was a great leap forward. But as far as work people did, it was really pretty not awesome. You would sit on an assembly line all day long and you would have one job. So like one person would put on the front driver's side wheel and that's all you would do all day long is put on the front driver's side wheel. Car rolls down the assembly line you got four people who put the wheels on, the car goes down the assembly line to the next little station. And probably not 100% accurate, but you get the idea, right? And that was your job. So based on how fast the assembly line was moving, it was easy to tell how much work a person could do in an eight-hour day. That's where this sort of standard wage for time came from because in a set amount of day, a set amount of hours, it was relatively consistent how much a person would produce, regardless of the person, because they're sitting at an assembly line. That is very, very far from the truth anymore. The average produ person produces a lot more in the same amount of time because of technology. And most people aren't working assembly line jobs anymore. They're, you know, those, a lot of those assembly line jobs have been automated, so it uses fewer people, or they've been outsourced to other countries where the standard of living is lower. And that's a whole nother subject to get onto in a different time, different place. But 
here in the US, there's not a ton of assembly line work anymore. Most people aren't doing that kind of work. And the hourly rate doesn't, the, the getting paid by the hour doesn't really make a whole lot of sense anymore because of the way we work. The, there's a lot of studies coming out that the average person, um, I think it, probably in Scandinavia, maybe Germany, they found that in a six hour day, people get the same amount of work done as in an eight hour day, basically, because there's so much time where people, there's either nothing going on or you can't focus any longer or, you know, the, uh, the, the, the statement I used to hear all the time at the utility company from my boss was eight hours of work for eight hours of pay. Well, it's like define to me what eight hours of work is. Is that just staying busy for eight hours, no matter what it is, or is that running your little tail off and, getting 80 jobs done when most people are getting 20 jobs done, the, that whole concept is kind of broken. It doesn't really work when you remove it from the assembly line, um, we'll say model, from the assembly line model. It just doesn't make sense anymore. And the reason I'm talking about this is not to, well, yes, it is to challenge the status quo because working, selling your time for money is a very poor way to make money. It's a very poor relationship with your time. It's a very poor relationship with money. But the real reason I'm talking about this is to get you thinking about how you earn your money and ways that you can explore what you do to <clears throat> develop a better relationship with money and a better relationship with how you make money. I wish we were in a place where it was sort of like, you know, money doesn't matter, but that's so far from the truth. It's not even funny. Even if you own everything, <clears throat> excuse me, even if you own everything outright, your house, your property, your car, um, you're still going to have property tax to pay. So even if you own everything outright, you still need money coming in or your bank account is going down. It's just the nature of the system we're in, regardless of whether or not you agree with it. So you cannot operate in the modern world, or at least the developed modern world, without money. It's just, you need some. You have to have some, or you're not going to be able to do much of anything. So it's in your best interest to really think about these things. And because we get such a garbage education about money going through school, you really have to do this on your own and think outside the box. It's, it's incredibly damaging to your ability to, to generate money, to bring money into you, to only think of money in a standpoint of eight hours of work for eight hours of pay. Because <clears throat> for all of us, the amount of time in a day is the same, 24 hours in a day. And you gotta sleep in there, you gotta eat in there. There has to be downtime, there has to be time to move, there has to be time for friends and family. Those things are essential. If you don't have them, you will not be healthy. So thinking only in terms of making money by selling your time, you will forever be limited to how much money you can bring to you. There's no way to make more money selling your time than to charge more by the hour. And there's no reason you have to make money that way. So my thoughts or my challenge to you going into this new moon is to sit down and look at your relationship with money and 
how you earn money and how you think you have to earn money and the ways that you think it's possible to earn money and the ways that you think are impossible and really examine all that and see if you can broaden your horizons in that regard. You know, with the internet, the ability to sell information is in a place that has never existed in human history. You can make a million dollars in a day selling an ebook. It's entirely possible to do something like that. You don't need a publisher to write books anymore. You don't need a website designer to build websites. This podcast, I'm sitting in my little office on my computer with a cheap $30 lavalier mic recording this. So the entry to start doing stuff like this is so small. Not that it's not that it's easy to do and like get out there and make money doing it, but the only thing holding you back from exploring other avenues of generating revenue rather than going to a job for 40 hours a week is really you. There is a way to do all of this stuff and explore other options that isn't selling your time for money that you're doing a disservice to yourself by not at least considering and looking into them because the mindset of how you generate money is going to be extremely important for you to see new opportunities to generate money beyond the nine to five. The things that you believe to be true, your brain will reinforce and you will only see the things that you believe to be true. And the things that come up that challenge it, your brain will fight very hard to disprove. It's called um, normalcy bias. Basically what you accept to be true will be proven true over and over again and you will constantly be looking things that validate what you believe to be true. So take a little time, do this thought experiment, spend five, 10, 15 minutes a day over the course of you know this new moon to full moon. It's a good time for that, starting new projects, building new relationships, generating new ideas. It's what the new moon phase is for. And challenge yourself to look at new ways to generate money. Even if you don't take an action to generate money during this period, the thought experiment will create more opportunities for you to do that in the future. Anywho, that is my thoughts for today. Breaking with tradition, challenging the system, going feral, looking for new ways to support yourself that don't involve a nine to five. If you like this podcast, please share it with your friends. Check out the feral podcast or the feralhumanpodcast.com if you want to see all my episodes. And also if you're interested in health and wellness coaching, movement coaching, lifestyle design, check me out on odorminded.com, O-D-H-R-M-I-N-D-E-D.com. Enjoy that Norse reference. Anywho, that's all I got for you on this new moon. I hope you guys have a fabulous new moon cycle. And until next time, go feral.